You're listening to an episode of the Break the Cycle podcast on the SVTV network. Hey folks, so anyone who knows me knows that I like to move. <laughs> Being in martial arts for so many years, I was never really interested or never really took it as exercise. but it was always a, a way for me to well at first it was a way for me to release a lot of anger <laughs> but uh, over time i'd say over the past couple of years it's become a way for me to explore the ways my body can move in and it's helped me do a lot of things emotionally in fact it's i would say it's part of my core practice when it comes to my explorations into the esoteric <laughs> so to speak and while i have been following a lot of people and communicating with some of them online uh one person who i was instantly drawn to is sahil rena and sahil is based out of bangalore he's a movement and breathwork practitioner and these are two things that i was deeply interested in so when i got a chance to speak to him i was kicked about it uh and we connected instantly like talking to him for 5 minutes just felt like connecting with an old friend so we talk about movement we talk about breath work we talk about how it's helped us heal not just physically but also heal emotionally and heal from our own mini traumas or micro traumas or even major traumas for that matter and I'll dive deep into his story and his journey and how he's broken cycles and how he's helping people today. I hope you enjoy the episode. I'll see you soon. See, and we're recording. Welcome, Zayel. Thank you. Thank you, Adar, for having me here. This has to be really one nice of the here. most interesting stories of me getting you as a guest here because we spoke for all of 15 minutes. Right. 20 in total if you count our last call yeah <laughs> no i think we spoke for longer than that i think our first call was longer no i think it was quite but 45 minutes or so it was yeah like first ever in like like 15 minutes <laughs> felt like felt like 15 to 20 minutes cuz i was just like this is a short call <laughs> yeah for sure and i came but, across yeah, your, I, and i came across your profile through uh Vikram Jeets because I was following him and someone had recommended that I follow him and I saw the uh, I I I saw the poster and I was like oh someone who does who does movement and breath work I must speak to him right right so I'll first off because uh, this is something that even I'm interested in uh, if you could tell us uh, about yourself how you got to how you got to what you're doing right now okay and more yes sure um it's always it's it's always difficult to sort of trace you know i i always it's like a very regular exercise for me to try to trace back to that exact point you know which really kick started or sort of initiated uh-huh. me on this path um, and i never really find it um so just like all all the other times uh, this is also going to be like one of those initiatives to find that one starting point um but i think uh, just in a very uh, in a very simple way i uh, you know i i started out um like a lot of people that i know um in terms of you know going through a specific college or uh, doing a specific degree which wasn't really my choice um and then doing jobs and you know working with organizations that uh, again weren't really my choice um but because there was there wasn't like a um there wasn't a complete or a deep understanding of myself i felt um uh, you know that i sort of needed to make those choices um in order to reach a place or a destination that again i didn't really Uh, no whether it was you know whether i had any role in deciding that or not mm-hmm. um, so i think that you know that the journey of uh, elimination 
uh, of really sort of eliminating what didn't resonate with me um and what uh, you know what i didn't like was very instrumental in in me understanding uh, you know where i am today because i've always been uh, like the rebel in me has always been a very sort of charged one uh, and you know he's always uh, you know right from uh, the womb <laughs> he's been uh, you know he's been fighting and he's been sort of you know not essentially just speaking up for what you know he doesn't believe in and what doesn't resonate with him um and i think that that rebel needed a sort of a direction uh, you know needed a sort of a purpose needed a channel um and uh, i think that process of elimination was that path or was that sort of channel um it then brought me to uh, shrishti college which is where i did my post graduate diploma and which is where uh, i did my masters in design oh lovely information yeah information arts um so i think that well I, i'm missing out on a very large part of that journey before that because i think my uh, my sort of quest my spiritual quest if one can call it that um started off with uh, you know me doing a program with the sadguru it was right. an inner engineering program um and i did that for about 7 days and then i spent some time in the ashram after that and i realized you know through some of the experiences that uh, that i had that uh, there was something more within me that i was longing for uh-huh. uh, i didn't know what it was i didn't know uh, you know who had planted it there or how it had got planted but i knew that there was something there that you know that would not uh, be fulfilled by the current structures that i was a part of uh-huh. so then i through that i sort of entered you know another institute called shrishti and i did my uh postgraduate uh, diploma in art over there and i think art really art coupled with my sadhana with my meditation practice and my energy work practices sort of really opened me up to um the possibility of healing mm-hmm. um you know to really healing from within um and i describe healing not as a i mean for me the definition i'm very uncomfortable with the title of a healer you know um, <laughs> which is why i call myself like a body work movement and breath work practitioner because i'm very comf- i'm very uncomfortable with that title um, it sounds a little uh, it, it sounds a little what should i say boastful pompous i don't know like whenever you whenever you call your like and it's mostly with self right like when you're try when you're putting yourself in like when you try to add a descriptor like a healer right. or something that, right. that that descriptor just makes you go okay i'm very uncomfortable with a description like that yes yeah it's a very uh, clenching sort of feeling you know in the body uh-huh. um you know every time i say healer uh, you know so i mean I, i i guess like it depends because a lot of people are comfortable with it mm-hmm. um but i think that for me it's a, i define healing um as the opportunity to sort of um as the opportunity to really discover oneself mm-hmm. okay uh, i'm sorry other i'm just going to quickly switch off this uh, whatsapp web no worry uh, i'm really sorry about that yeah um so i think that it's the um you know it's the it's the idea that the more that we discover ourselves and the more that we sort of go into ourselves uh the we can discover the the inherent healing and therapeutic qualities of self discovery mm-hmm. um that's what i realized through my experiences that's what you know mediums like painting and uh, performance and uh, you know my meditation and, uh, and yoga and you know all of the other practices sort of uh, helped me understand um and really what what deep healing is uh, you know what what deep healing from within means mm-hmm. and how that's different from just trying to uh, Uh, just trying to normalize ourselves for society right just trying to sort of you know become accepted within um you know within our groups or within our extended groups or whatever um so i i think that's i, I mean i i think that's where i'm at even now um i think that i sort of uh, have this um this understanding that um the the healing process or the the process of self discovery is not something that uh, you know 
is not something that has a time period to it or that has a duration to it right um, you know but instead is 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 an ongoing life process um, you know that that's happening mm-hmm. um and through one of those sort of experiences i you know i i shamanism found me as as people say you don't find shamanism <laughs> it finds you <laughs> it finds you um <laughs> yeah um, so i guess uh, shamanism did find me in that sense and uh, you know it really opened me up to um a lot of possibilities uh, within it opened me up to uh, the understanding of spirit Mm-hmm. uh you know it opened me up to the understanding of soul and uh, you know what role our soul uh plays in our lives and how important really it is to uh understand our soul expression mm-hmm. um, and how that plays a role in the forming of the collective right um you know so i think that for me was um it was a very deep embodied understanding of uh, of the human experience uh you know in its totality so it really brought about a sense of uh, completion to right uh, you know to what i was doing um and after that there hasn't been much uh, sort of uh, you know the urge for really seeking that you know that very strong desire for seeking and longing and, um that has sort of reduced in its intensity mm-hmm. uh, so, and that that the uh, reduction in intensity is uh, actually supported by a lot more playfulness uh, right. you know it's supported by a lot more spontaneity mm-hmm. um, you know a lot more sort of uh, uh, i guess a lot more life force you know uh, right. or life energy right. that i can sort of really feel within me mm-hmm. um in knowing that i'm that i am seeking or that i am searching or uh, for something but what that something is uh, is something i don't know um and it doesn't matter if you know i i, I don't know it <laughs> or it doesn't matter <laughs> if i don't get there right that sense so i think it's a it's a very liberating sort of uh, feeling you know that uh, that one can feel so it's i'm there good. now okay yeah. No, so it's strange that you mention that that one that right? you know you're okay if you don't find it or it's okay that you don't reach it. You know you're looking for something. You just like you will get there when you get there. Um, yes. Why I say that it's strange is because I think the question in my mind that came up was: Do you think we ever reach that stage where we're done with seeking? Because and a number of factors exist for that, right? I mean, you you're 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 brought up on a very healthy dose of you must have goals where do you see yourself 5 years from now 6 years from now 10 years from now security and all of those things yeah you think we somewhere lost that playfulness or that idea of just let's see what happens definitely uh, i definitely agree with you and i do think that we've uh, lost that playfulness um we've lost that uh, you know there is so much fear towards uncertainty uh you know rather than sort of uh, really trying to embrace it trying mm-hmm. to play with it uh, you know surrendering to it mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent i think that um, you know our need to sort of always be in control uh, has to a very large extent uh, you know suppressed that playfulness uh, that playful spirit that we have and you know that the child within us has yeah. you know, that that curiosity and that sort of you know this that what is this what is that you know kind of thing and a child just embraces uncertainty right, right. That, uh, you know uh, they don't need to be told to embrace uncertainty they just sort of they just uh, willingly embrace it right um, and i think we've lost that like like you very rightly said the seeking that uh, uh the seeking has become so much more about uh, how successful we are or you know what we have achieved and uh, you know how we look at ourselves in relation to our external sort of achievements mm-hmm. um that we've really suppressed these very inherent uh, fundamental joyful qualities mm-hmm. uh, you know within us right and to answer your question about whether we uh whether we ever stop seeking i don't know if uh, i don't know if i have an answer to that 
um, but I do definitely know that uh, that seeking is is a very sort of uh, it's very deeply rooted in our individual and collective psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very sort of primal, fundamental aspect of uh, you know who we are um, in in that sense in terms of human intelligence as well. Um, someone said, you know, someone I was speaking to, you know, he referred me to this person and I forget now who that person was, but that person also said that not wanting a desire, not wanting any desires is also a desire. Wanting a positive experience is in, in, in itself a negative experience. I remember reading that. Exactly. Yeah, so I found that very interesting and really put things into perspective, you know, because I was like, huh, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I just think that if there was a, if there was more emphasis on an inward seeking, as much as there is on an outward sort of seeking, I don't think that the two are, uh, uh, you know, are separate or mm-hmm. independent or, you know, mutually exclusive. I think the way that we express ourselves uh, outside is as important as the way that we express ourselves inside. But the seeking, uh, the level at which the inward seeking should happen as a collective, is yeah. probably not is happening. Is probably not happening. You're right. I yeah. see that right now. Like there is so much anger, rage, and all of these things. It it, it doesn't sound. It, it's a, it looks more and more like a cry for help than anything else. Like if you were to look at, and I'm gonna st- I'm gonna veer away from uh, from specific subjects, but if I were to look at what's happening around the world and pandemic not included, uh, actually pandemic included, um, there is a, I would say that this is and this is from from an opinion that I've had I had for years, and it's not the case at the moment. I'm beginning to see I'm beginning to feel otherwise. But uh, what I've begun, what I've thought since 2017 or whatever is that we have progressively gotten to a stage where we're demonstrating or expressing our worst. And back then it was a lot of judgment, except now I see that, okay, we are expressing our worst, but it's more like a cry for help than it is hubris. Right. Or, you know, superiority of the human beings or conflict. Like, it's, there's a lot of conflict, which is kind of scary because it just suddenly feels like humanity as a species is about to explode <laughs> because we haven't dealt right. with our issues. But, right. um, I mean, do you get the same sense that is it is it a cry for help or is it that we've just reached a stage where we're like, where, where we inward seeking is just not in the equation anymore. Well, uh, well, I do feel that, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not so sure if I would call it a cry for help, um, mm-hmm. but I do definitely, uh, I do definitely think that there is a frustration, right? Uh, you know, that there is a, there is a sense of collective resentment. Uh, you know, towards institutions, towards establishments, towards mm-hmm. um, you know things that uh, things that are uh, designed to suppress and control. Right. Um, and I think that sort of that uh, you know manifests itself in different ways. You know, whether it is the anti-CA protests or uh, you know or so many other protests that have taken place. I mean, we only heard about you know the anti-CA. Yeah. The, anti-CA protests, but protests have been very instrumental part of our history, um, especially in the Northeast and mm-hmm. you know towards the agitation within the Northeast as well. Um, so I, I, I do think that there is that sense of frustration. Um, I, 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 do, I, I do feel that that is a very important uh, part of the, uh, the way that the collective is, is feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that the the need for seeking is uh, completely out of the equation. I just think that it's. I just think that a system um, or a structure that has been systematically designed 
um, where one has not been has not been taught or told that we need to take responsibility for ourselves um, creates a system or creates then like a you know like a future sort of structure of uh, of disconnection from ourselves right you know right. Uh, so i think that the disconnection from ourselves is is what is more prominent than uh, us than the need for the self um, or the self being taken out of the equation mm-hmm. uh, you know because i think that it is always there the self is is always there you know it, it it's that connection to the self is always there right yeah um, it, it it doesn't need to be created uh, it's how aware you, you are I, exactly yeah so you and i have no role uh, <laughs> in that creation of the self right i think it's just about uh, understanding that uh, um you know that, that there is a self that we have not engaged with as much mm-hmm. um and what does that self really represent and i think right down from the educational system you know education plays such a huge role an important role in this mm-hmm. uh and if in an educational system there isn't like an emphasis on the self then we have generations of people who are being uh, brought up on the notion that uh, self is only related to the ego um, right you know so i mean <laughs> that just seems like in my mind and in my being that seems like a fractured system uh, i would agree you with know, you yeah i would agree with you completely <laughs> it seems like a system that needs spanking <laughs> <laughs> that's one that's one way to put it that's one way to put it <laughs> right so i am going to move to uh, a question that i mean and this is one thing that drew me to you uh, like yeah. almost instantly was uh, uh, your practice of movement and breath work right and i've noticed that in my own my own journey so far movement of any kind has played a huge role for me uh right. from someone who was very sedentary throughout childhood and college life to suddenly this person who can't sit in one place for too long right. um what got you into that and what what all have you been exploring in terms of movement okay um well again trying to trace that point uh, <laughs> to that point but i think you know like i mentioned in our conversation i think i've i've always uh, had a very strong connection with my body right um you know and because i i i was a very keen martial artist um, you know when i sort of i you know i explored i never really stuck to one uh, martial art unfortunately um, mm-hmm. but i i did explore a lot of variations in in martial art and i think that created a sense of connection with the body that created a very strong sense of coordination mm-hmm. um it created a degree of awareness uh, you know of, of the way that my body moves mm-hmm. um and i sort of took that uh, you know i i i developed that understanding you know through the years and through my explorations into different kinds of uh, you know martial arts and then i realized that that the mar- that martial art as beneficial as it is um you know is is a structure um of extreme uh, discipline which uh, which by its inherent nature instills a certain amount of uh, rigidity right to yeah. a certain extent um so i wanted to sort of break away from that mm-hmm. i wanted to you know explore a movement and my body in a state of flow right um and how does that uh you know how does that sort of help in uh, in releasing uh you know stuck emotions how does that help in releasing energy how could that help in um you know in sort of uh, releasing joint pains or muscles muscle pains and mm-hmm. uh, you know and all of that by just simple sort of movement you know um and i think about 2 years ago i started really exploring and when i say exploring i mean like uh, you know mm-hmm. self exploration right um, it wasn't uh, really rehearsed 
uh, you know, were practiced or learned from somewhere. But I started exploring my own body. Mm-hmm. And I started exploring the different ways in which my body sits, um, in which my body stands. Um, how does each emotion express itself in my body? Uh, what does an outward expression mean? What does an inward expression mean? How do different emotions manifest in my body? Right. Which points in my body do they manifest in? Right. Um, you know, and I started seeing what are the different ways in which I can work with those sort of sensations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can really try to understand, you know, my body, you know, as a container, um, rather than as something that is just limited to uh, pains <laughs> or, or to like a certain sort of, uh, you know, just to a very limited aspect. So I really started exploring, you know, just through very simple movements. So I've, I've also danced, you know, previously. Right, 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 um, right, right. So. I, I have a little bit of uh, body knowledge, you know, in the sense that little, a little bit of that knowledge I have. I'm not a uh, not a trained dancer, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I, I was I have that gift to sort of awareness of, mm-hmm. of the body. Um, so then I started exploring these different ideas, you know, like stillness. Like, what does stillness mean? Like, in you know, in the body, what? How does the body respond to stillness? Right. Um, what would it mean to arrive at stillness, right? So, um, how does a body move in an agitated state? How does my body move in an agitated state? And what we describe as an agitated state could just be energy that is just waiting to be released, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so how does my body want to sort of release that, um, that unexpressed that, energy, yeah. right? And I started moving my body that way. You know, I started just doing simple things with my shoulders, with my neck, and I'm just like, okay, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. Uh, this feels right. This yeah. doesn't feel. Right. <laughs> you know, really started making my own sort of movements. You mm-hmm. know, um, and then releasing that uh, energy to reach a point of stillness. And then, what does that point of stillness look like? Um, you know, and and I think those were the explorations that I sort of started with. Um, and then I realized that everything, every experience that that we store and that we contain, um, you know, is contained within the body. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we can just through movement um, bring to awareness all of those experiences that have shaped us into right. into who we are, into how um, into how we can activate our memory in a certain sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And I felt that movement was uh, a very primal way of doing that. Um, you know, it was a very sort of movement was very characteristic of indigenous communities. Uh, you know, they believed that movement and dance was fundamental to community, was fundamental to healing in that sense. Right. Um, so I started to, well, just dance and, you know, sort of move. And uh, you know, and use different instruments to assist me in that. So I use a lot of drums, right? Um, you know, in my movement work, and mm-hmm. I use some other instruments as well. Um, and it's really about just connecting to, you know, the power and the sound of uh, of these instruments, and allowing my body to move mm-hmm. in, in in those ways. And then I connected with. Uh, somatic movement and somatic experiencing and you know i i learned some techniques offered by peter Levine, okay um, which is not necessarily to do with movement in terms of moving but uh, just to bring about a deeper understanding of the body right um, and uh, you know then i learned somatic movement for emotional resilience and uh, you know what does that mean mm-hmm. uh, so i think all of those sort of experiences uh, are how I would define movement. Right. And breath work uh, has always been an important aspect of of my journey because of my meditation, my yoga practice, my calorie practice. Uh, and then I learned a specific kind of breath work, which is a shamanic breath work, mm-hmm. uh, which is assisted by the drums. So, how does that's, that that's look like? Just out of curiosity, how does that look like? Because I'm I, I'm. I know for a fact that a lot of people who are 
listening into this or who are watching this and they've been around like whatever circle I may have have heard of I think their introduction to to breath work is Wim Hof mostly okay or pranayama mm-hmm. right so what how is this uh, like different from that I think all I mean uh, I would actually make the presumption that most breath works practices can be sort of rooted to yoga right yeah or can can be traced back to yoga in pretty much uh, <laughs> right yeah i think everything like because yoga as a as a science has covered so many um, yeah you know it has so many variations it has so many sort of layers to it that uh, that any breath work can sort of you know be fit into traced this. back to that yeah traced back to that um so i learned it from uh, well i learned it online mm-hmm. um and i learned it from this person uh, you know who is again mixing and matching uh, different sort of breathwork practices and um his emphasis was on a certain indigenous practice that he discovered right uh, during his time in ecuador and you know in peru um and he realized that uh, using sounds mm-hmm. uh, and assisting that with the drum mm-hmm. could be a very powerful experience right um, so he so there were four sounds there are four sounds essentially um which are uh, which i can demonstrate here um but i would like that just, <laughs> yeah so it's just uh, in a very simple way it's just you instead yeah. you want to go to yeah yeah so it's just that and it's sort of yeah so is this supported with the drum and mm-hmm. when you sort of uh, when you uh, you know couple the breath work with the drum it's a very very powerful experience mm-hmm. uh, you know and you really you you know you can experience a lot of uh, release from trauma and uh, you know from stress and pain of course but it also really opens up your channels mm-hmm. uh, you know it really opens up your intuitive channels as well um you know because it 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 makes all the gunk uh <laughs> flow out disappear yeah yeah flow out so when that gunk disappears then you know you are ready to be an open channel mm-hmm. um you know to receive whatever it is that uh, you know that you want so uh, so that's essentially what what i practice that's beautiful that breath work yeah. is so interesting I'm thinking about the possibility really nice yeah and i i actually you know it's very interesting because it uh, you know you can do it at different speeds mm-hmm. um and it's it's like kapalabhati so right. you know you sort of you engage your diaphragm in that sense right. right so you can do it at different speeds like to then So it's a very primal it's a very it's sort of shamanic like a, it's yeah. very, you know it's it's got that very indigenous sort of feel like ah. <laughs> <laughs> so so that really helps i think right. it connects you to something quite primal and uh, you connect this with movement yeah very interesting because yeah. i'm actually just trying to visualize how what all one can do in this Yeah but I'm going to get lost in thought if I do that I will digress <laughs> sorry <laughs> Yeah I would actually love the you know because uh, I feel that you also uh, sort of exhaust your limits of understanding mm-hmm. so I think when you put your work out there and when, like I have only learned when I have put my work out there and people have shared their experiences of what right. know, my of the work that I do has been um that is only added you know to uh, to the experience so i i mean i would love it if you have something to sort of offer and you know to uh you know to offer possibilities of how this can sort of come together because it's a very i also try clubbing this with tai chi mm-hmm. uh you know with qigong right with, yeah uh, tai chi sort of you know those very uh, so qigong and tai chi are very slow movements but mm-hmm. i try to sort of combine them with this breath work and try to make them more powerful 
right right you know so if a movement in qigong is like very slow i'll you know increase the pace of that movement and i'll club it with this breath work so it's my hands going back and forth and i'm just you know that kind of sort of we right so it's interesting that you brought up qigong because uh, that that too is a breathwork practice in a way but yeah. um, the way it's and, and there are multiple variations of it so my experience is uh, in a a more tai chi esque sort of qigong and in a more shaolin qigong so shaolin qigong is mostly as i put it uh, the modern variations that that one would see and the ones that i'm ex- exposed to because the ancient practices are like i don't even know if anyone has them right now so yeah modern day uh, applications were endless so it kind of stays on nasal breathing almost throughout yeah. um but the but it's for different purposes so if i'm doing something more for just centering i'm going to go just regular inhale and exhale which is but they, what their sense of breathing is is different because when you inhale your stomach goes in instead of going out yeah, yeah. when you exhale the stomach goes out instead of going in the although when we regu- when we breathe regularly it's it's the opposite yeah so one thing that was very interesting for me was um in my martial arts practice i have had i've had good days i've had bad days uh on a good day i've managed to last like Two hours in a session without a without a hiccup, or my bad days I've had ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one thing that really surprised me was how tired, how exhausted I was. The second I did maybe just ten breaths, ten cycles of qigong, which was surprising mm-hmm. to me, because the way they do it is they'll inhale, and you can try it right now because I'll demonstrate it as well. Is yeah, sure. You'll you'll bring it up here, which is. uh you'll inhale and bring your hands up right so inhale like you're yeah. pulling something from the ground inhale hold here now when you when you're exhaling and you're going straight you're going to push it like you're pushing a wall so the exhalation and the push the compression of your muscles is going to be so when you exhale and I'll show it to you like this so you can see the hand then you inhale again and you push it down or push it to the side so it's like you're compressing your forearm in ways which is just like you you're literally taking a piece of cloth and just wringing it like this yeah um but the purpose of this is different is what i have noticed because what uh, the bit that you're talking about like qigong like like you said right martial arts is very structured very disciplined has a like and when you're taught you're taught it for a specific reason like this is specifically to strengthen the body calm the right. mind right increase your breathing and it's i've realized that uh, martial arts is more of a very is a very stoic sort of practice in a way right um and i use that term loosely because i'm implying that there's no playfulness there but i'm sure there is uh but what you've shown me just now makes me kind of see how it's breaking out of patterns right and mixing them together into form new patterns and then break those into form new patterns which is very very interesting um right. what is the exp- like what's your experience been when you're sharing this with people like how if you because so to give you context the show is called break the cycle right uh, the reason that i came up with that was because i broke like i realized that a lot of us are living in cycles everything is like a spiral staircase and sometimes you may have to have to break out of it break out of that right. loop of you know running around in circles and probably just stopping looking and saying okay maybe there's a different path i can take and that's what mm-hmm. happened with me um so my question to you is how, how have when you've shared this practice with with people 
uh, and taken them through it. How has it how has it broken them out of their own kind of? Do you have any experiences that you can share? Yes, um, I mean, well, I have shared these practices with a few people, um, and and I think what what you know what what is really interesting about this is is that what I do with like say one person might be very different from what I do with like another person, right? Right, uh, and, and so the 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 basics of the practice could could remain. But like I was working with, uh, you know, I was working with a with a person here, uh, you know, just very recently, about a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we were doing very simple sort of qigong practices and just sort of centering and grounding and different things. And I was just very playful, right? I was making my own stuff up, and right. I was like, okay, let's do this and let's do this and let's see, you know, because it's breath essentially, mm-hmm. right? And and it's, um, uh, I mean, as long as you're doing it with an intention. And as long as you're doing it with an understanding of that intention, um, I mean, I look at it in the way that it doesn't matter if if what if the movement that you're doing is identical to the movement that that you have been taught, right? Is identical to to chigo, right? Yeah. Um, so I might have learned like a series of ten practices from chigo, but I don't necessarily practice them in the same way that I have learned. Yeah, uh, you know, in that sense. Uh, so, I mean, I do my own things, you know, because on a different day, in a different time, your body is possibly responding to you in a different way. Um, you know, so you want you want to express that, you know, and you and you want to sort of come to that centering and that grounding sort of position after that expression of what is needed to be expressed. When I have shared this with people, I have uh, I have got positive responses in terms of in relation to uh, in in relation to the theme of this conversation, which is breaking the cycle, it has helped in breaking those patterns. Right. Um, it has helped in generating insight um, and very deep insight. Uh, you know a, about patterns that uh, there is a lot of attachment to. Uh, you know about thought patterns, about uh, well, primarily thought patterns, but how those thought patterns could be broken by not through entry from the mind but uh, through entry from the body mm-hmm. and and breath and a continuous consistent engagement with the breath and the body right and and that's what the people that i've worked with have really shared with me uh, you know that they have broken out of you know very strong existing patterns uh, not necessarily through a 15 minute or 20 minute exercise that we've been through but in a moment Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the realization has come in a breath. It's come in, you know, in just one movement that uh, it will hit you when it hits you. Not, exactly. So it might be one movement that you have not done before, mm-hmm. but that one movement that you have not done before could generate so much insight about everything that you have been carrying for so long. You know, and you sort of combine that with breath work, and you combine that with, uh, you know, with a sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it can be tremendously powerful. Um, so I think that's what people have really spoken to me about. You know, they've spoken about how they were. Um, I mean, as there've been people who said that they were feeling a huge amount of anxiety related to an issue, a huge amount of agitation, you know, related to an issue, and they've sort of just broken out of that anxiety, that cycle of anxiety and that cycle of agitation, just through these very simple practices. Um, there have been people who've you know come to me with. Uh, with uh, sort of being blocked because of work, you know, in in a work sort of environment, and I've mostly done this in groups. Right. Uh, and uh, and you know they've spoken about how it's really like helped them, uh, you know, sort of uh, reach insight, you know, about about blocks. Um, so I think that 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 it has tremendous potential, uh, you know, in terms of really breaking patterns and breaking cycles and. Reaching new points of discovery, yeah, um, and that that space of discovery that can be reached through very simple, basic movement. You know, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be, you know. I mean, I'm beginning to realize, and I could be completely wrong and proven wrong, um, but I've I've begun to realize that the more freedom that a person is given in terms of 
um, follow your own movement rather than a movement that is being prescribed to you yeah the yeah. faster the realization it's and the faster the insight you know um, because there is more trust there is more sort of there is uh, you break away from the notion of what is uh, what is acceptable and what is not you know so i think the realization and the insight comes much faster in that sense so i try to keep the framework of my practices loose mm-hmm. uh, you know i try to keep them very simple very basic very fundamental so that there is more room for adding there is more room for discovery Uh, you know, so I even the breath work that I do is a very very basic breath work. I mean, I can it'll take me five minutes to teach you this breath work, literally. Right. You know, uh, and then it's yours. And then you know you, you do it in the way that you know that makes What's sense to you. Yeah. So the breath work that I practice now is very different from the breath work that I learned. I make my own sort of. ha ho hi ha ho hi ha i make my own sounds and you know i follow my own movement and it works for me yeah i love that it it's a beautiful thing because um i i, I think we've been so attached or we've been told about structure for so long and then we want to break out of the structure without really realizing why there is one and every structure in is intended to be broken like it's there just to set you up to a stage where you can break out of it and move make the next one and it's beautiful yeah. how you're doing that yeah <laughs> i think my rebel is in a bit of a hurry <laughs> wants to break the rules before he's completely understood them. so i have to keep checking him and saying hey man understand the rules first yeah <laughs> like you know them but do you understand do you understand yeah so i think that's uh, but you know it's also this uh, i mean i i truly believe that that we don't need to be taught anything related to the body i just think we need to be guided mm-hmm. uh, you know and i i, I don't think that uh, i think they should that you know we could feel more sort of um more in charge or more empowered if there was a sense of guidance rather than a sense of teaching, teaching. you know you yeah. must yeah you must do this this is the way that it's to be done mm-hmm. but instead if if there is somebody who's coming and say doesn't know the you know is is rigid and is sort of you know hasn't is not loose and is tight um you know a person even like that has an internal rhythm within them right yeah has an internal movement within them um and it would be really nice to sort of to discover that and to be you know a person that is facilitating that discovery for that person mm-hmm. rather than saying okay let's move like this five practices and, yeah you know and you are going to feel great after that yeah you know uh, so so i think that that's more valuable it's more long term it's more sustainable mm-hmm. uh, because it puts the onus and responsibility on the individual right um and it also puts the realization that that i as an individual am capable mm-hmm. of uh, discovering this for myself right that i am enough <laughs> right yeah. so i'm going to move to my second last question because you very nicely segued into that <laughs> okay cool awesome that's great um <laughs> so if i were to ask you or if if the person listening to this is just wondering about how to get started on this path of i call it a path of expression and not ex- and exploration because movement to me has always been expression exploration yeah. of movement is expression so ultimately that so if someone were to get, at least get started on find finding fine tuning discovering add whatever adjective there their expression through connection with the body how would one start well um i would actually just the two very important teachers uh for me mm-hmm. um you know who, who have played a very important role in my life mm-hmm. um and these are eternal teachers you know they are teachers that are always there and uh, 
these teachers are uh, observation and presence mm. right and i think observation and presence have been two very important teachers for me just mm-hmm. observing as a sadhana as a practice what is happening in my body in this moment mm-hmm. you know just observing that observing your palms observing your fingers observing your forearms observing your arms your shoulders how each joint how each muscle is connected and just really coming um coming in tune with each part of that of this organism mm-hmm. you know um and doing it maybe for 5 minutes uh, you know or for 10 minutes where you just sit with your body and say okay in this moment i'm just going to see what's what's, what's happening with my body what's going on right and one very uh, simple way uh, that i would suggest actually would be to to just for about 5 to 10 minutes just move the body mm-hmm. in whatever way that you know seems comfortable to you uh you know there is this very there's this very interesting thing called a fuzz speech you know mm-hmm. it's it, there's a fuzz speech given by this doctor it's a 5 minute speech you must watch it mm-hmm. um and you know essentially he talks about how when we sleep uh there is fuzz that is connected right is that material that is connected between our sort of uh, you know it's 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 like that very rigid very like um uh very tight material that's collect that gets collected in our body Right, at the yeah. end of each day mm-hmm. and if you don't move that imagine carrying years and years and years of fuzz <laughs> imagine carrying years and years and years of that tightness like uh-huh. in your body you know um, and he just says that every day and every morning when you wake up just release a little bit of that fuzz mm-hmm. you know so just in whatever whatever way just you know stretch out your neck stretch out your arms stretch out your shoulders stretch out your chest your pelvic yeah. your legs your thighs and to then just come to terms with the lightness that you can feel after that you know with that there is this energy of just lightness you know mm-hmm. you feel light in your body in that sense um you know and then and then just observing and just being present to what's happening and a very uh, very beautiful technique that that i um that i absolutely re- recommend to everybody is just tapping uh mm-hmm. your body you know just tapping uh right into different sensations and this is something that i learned from peter levin uh you know and he recommended this as an exercise and it's just you take your finger and you very gently just tap different parts of your body mm-hmm. just keep tapping and you tap one part and then you just wait for that sensation to come and if that sensation doesn't come you tap again and then right. there will be a sensation right. and then you describe that sensation for yourself uh-huh. you like okay now i'm touching this part of my body who feels tingly <laughs> you know and yeah. every time i do it every time i do it i just sort of describe it to myself and i maybe give it like a sound as well you know so i'm just like okay Oh. <laughs> you know so like it's like this really playful connection that i'm sort of right. because the the sense the sensation that i experience at at the bottom of my palm mm-hmm. is very different from this is very different from the sensation that i experienced at the tip of my little finger right so i describe this the bottom of my palm is throbbing Mm-hmm. and i describe this sensation at the tip of my finger as tingly right so now these two sensations have their own identity right so naturally they have their own expression so naturally they have their own voice <laughs> <laughs> and then i realized that just my hand is an expression of so many different identities identities <laughs> yeah you know so i mean i would you know really fun playful you know this is playful like i mean i sit in the morning sometimes and i'm just making like wow so <laughs> in the morning because that's how these that's how i am describing these sensations in my body mm-hmm. uh, you know you would describe them in the way that you know that you want uh, 
Um, and I think that creates a feeling of lightness, that creates a feeling of being alive. Um, you know, and it sort of, it creates that, it kickstarts that internal rhythm within us. You know, that, that rhythm, that cycle of life force, right. you know, is constantly within us. It kickstarts that. Um, you know, so I think that's, I mean, that's all I would recommend, actually. I don't have any serious, intense practices. <laughs> Just, you know, the basic and the simpler, I feel, you know, the more... Um, the folks in the school, you guys have no excuse now. <laughs> Absolutely. <yes. laughs> All right, man. So my last question, uh, and if you're comfortable, yeah. where can these people reach out to you for connecting with you, asking you questions, working with you? Yeah, so I have an Instagram page, uh, which is called Rhythm in Chaos. Um, you can find me there. Um, I also have a five, I also have a Facebook page called uh, Finding Your Rhythm in Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some material that I post on a regular basis, um, you know, on on, on those pages and uh, there are self-explorations, there are insights, there are videos, um, mm-hmm. you know, so different things related to, you know, the self. Um, and essentially it's just as I uncover deeper layers of myself, I share them and, you know, Facebook and Instagram, a beautiful platform for that. Um, so you can definitely find me there. Uh, I also offer this work uh, on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. So you can just DM me and, uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, I offer them in, in terms of one and a half hour sessions. Um, and I work a lot with emotional healing, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense, uh, or emotional discovery. Um, so really understanding the expression of our emotions um, and, and uh, you know, not looking at our emotions as things that could li- like limit us or restrict us, um, but instead embrace them. You know, as, as, as doorways and as portals into our growth. Um, so I work a lot with emotions. I work a lot with, uh, you know, with just uh, with certain body work practices um, that, uh, you know, that can be done in an individual capacity, uh, irrespective of age group, um, you know, irrespective of how comfortable you are with your body. Um, you know, and uh, they're very simple, easy to follow uh, practices. So I offer them in in a group uh, in a group setting as well as as an individual setting. So you can reach out to me on on Rhythm in Chaos Instagram and Finding Your Rhythm in Chaos on Facebook. <laughs> and since I'm here, I'm, I'm I'm going to just quickly market. <laughs> oh, please go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we have a circle uh, that's happening tomorrow. I'm co-facilitating the circle with uh, with a very dear person, uh, Vikramji, um, and it's a circle for parents, teachers, and caregivers. Um, and it's tomorrow at uh, at 5 p.m. Uh, on Zoom, and uh, we're essentially looking at uh, just creating a space where parents, teachers, and caregivers could come together um, because we understood that uh, you know uh, that they don't have enough time for the self because they've dedicated themselves so much to another life, you know, whether it is a child or a parent or a partner or someone they're taking care of. Uh, so we felt the need to sort of just create a space for discovery, for self-discovery, uh, a space to slow down, to rest, to reconnect um, for them. Uh, so we do this every week on Sundays between five and seven. Um, and if you're interested, then, you know, you can DM me, um, and I can add you to the circle, and I can uh, you know just let you know about, more about the program. Right. Uh, these yeah. happen every week. That's right. Yes, every Sunday between five to seven. Yeah. So we have a specific theme for each week, mm-hmm. um, and we explore that theme. Uh, so we bring in movement, and there's painting, and there's sharing. You know, so it's a very nice space. We're in our fourth week now. Um, so yeah. So it's a very nice space of sharing and coming together. And, um, and tomorrow we're going to be exploring grief. Okay. Um, what, is, what does it mean to connect with our grief uh, as a community? Um, so tomorrow we'll be doing that. So it will be a very nice, beautiful, sacred uh, experience. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, Sai. This is beautiful. Thank you, man, Adar, for having me here. It's so nice to be here to have this conversation. I got so many insights just listening to us. <laughs> so did I. I was just like, I was looking at my hand at one point. I was like, ooh, there's stuff I need to do. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like I saw you moving in my body is like, dude, you need to get up. I'm like, yes, right after this. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, it was exactly how I also feel. You know, <laughs> after this conversation, I'm just like, okay, so like, much energy, no? Like, yeah. Move <laughs> like, okay, move around, see what happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so 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 much. And for those of you listening, you. join the circle. It's beautiful. Um, this is my third conversation with this man, and it's it's been amazing. So thank, thank you, Zayed. So I'll see you soon. Thank you, Adar. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much, Adar. <laughs> see you. Bye. Thank you.